Hi, buddy. I know. Go to sleep, though. Hello, fans of Equality Assurance. I'm Mike here, and I'm with Stake the Ferret, who has just resigned and realized that it is not, it is not at all eating time. He's looking at me with these eyes that he really, really wants me to feed him. And now, now he's finally given up and has gone back to, to, to scratching himself. Um, oh, yes, to bed. Oh, my God. So cute. So cute. But we have to not just do what exactly they want. It's difficult with little pets because they're very cute. And uh, uh, you want to do everything that you think they want, even when you know that's not what you're supposed to do. Hi, I'm Mike, and this is for Quality Assurance. This is a uh, small podcast about small pets. Um, today's episode is Steak the Ferret related. I have a ferret named Steak, and um, I talked last week about how his food was discontinued. And I, always, I often wonder about my, my, my vet listening to this, because I do, it does always seem like I'm just sort of, like I don't really do anything interesting, and then I talk to him, and he says something, and I go, oh, that's interesting. But I do, because he's a doctor, and... It's very, very interesting what he says, and my little weasel here is a handful. So, uh, ran out of food. Vet calls me up. I, well, I call the vet up because steak was once a, a little bit chunky, just like me. And, um, he, well, no, I, let me restate. I no, no longer chunky, but when I was younger, around steak's age, uh, <laughs> uh, equivalent to when this happened. So, in ferret years, around when steak gained a bunch of weight, in my own life, as a human boy in human years, uh, I was also a little bit pudgy, um, so I understood his growing pains. If you can follow all of that, whatever I just said about Steak's age, uh, write in and receive uh, t- uh, the, 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 the prize. <laughs> I'll send you a prize. We'll send you. If you, hey, if you, if you really do write in saying, yes, I understood exactly what it was you said about ferret years and steak and, and boy years of fat, I'll send you, we'll send you a little uh, a poster of steak or something. Maybe we'll do a little print. Um, I know people will say, well, I was going to write in at the beginning of this joke, and now it's gone too far. I don't want your poster. <laughs> Remember, ourherocomic at gmail.com for any correspondence. But uh, as you've seen from the very clever title of this episode, we're going to talk about Missouri. I had never heard of Missouri um, until this is what my doctor recommended that my, my, my uh, pet eat. And I will say this, I had to go to a real store for real animals. What does that mean? That means uh, the food uh, in this, this store for pets was not, uh, some of it just not good. It amazes me. I, I mean, I don't want to slag off any certain companies, but there are certain foods out there which most pet owners recognize as not really good for anything to eat, and yet pet stores still stock it. I, I, I don't really know what we should do as pet uh, guardians and, and, and buyers of pet products to sort of rebel against this, but it is amazing when I see food that I'm, I'm just like, that is junk. Like, you have to know it's junk. You have to know it's junk, and yet it doesn't matter. So I had to go to a real uh, uh, food, food store for animals. I don't even say the word pet because this was a grain and feed store that I had to get to get Missouri. Now, Missouri famously uh, uses zoos, but let's just start it. Have you ever heard of this company? Uh, I hadn't. They're great. Um, their name 
in fact, means good in Swahili. Uh, I'm just going to read directly from the Missouri website because there's a lot of great stuff on here. Um, they were started in 1989, and uh, they, they do have this focus on exotic pets um, and sort of zoos. Um, they have their main plan in Richmond, Virginia, and it's drug and hormone-free, additionally to FSSC 22,000 certified manufacturing facility. And as they clarify, FF. Uh, no, sorry, hold on. I got to get this right. It's like USSR. Once you do it the first time, then you know how many S's. And I used to just add a thousand S's to USSR. But what's good is I was born after 1987, so it really wasn't an issue, except for talking about the miracle on ice. Are you listening to a pets podcast to hear someone talk about a game of the Olympics? No, especially not hockey, so I'm not going to talk about it. But the uh, FSSC 22,000, not a robot, so everyone calm down, don't go hiding, um, is a standard of regulations, an international standard of, of, of regulations um, that, uh, uh, um, like for food and, and, and factory stuff, um, I'm, I, I believe we'll do an episode on it because it's too complicated here. But as far as I can tell, it's just an independent organization that um, will accredit you. Um, it doesn't look super professional, uh, but I'll, I, I think we're going to do a whole episode on the, the – expect that next week because I, I do think this is really interesting. Uh, considering we don't really have great standards in this country because we're sort of always investigating things in this country. But um, if you don't know – with the FDA, you have to prove something is bad to get it off the shelf. Um, so we're left with things where people can say, natural. What's, what's natural? Of course, anything can be natural because everything, of course, is natural because humans are a part of nature. So my lamp over here, well, it's natural because it's from Earth. But you can just say that about brownies you make for hippies. So uh, that's the way that's the way it is. We'll do a whole episode on the FSSSS. I'm going to add a lot more S's and a lot more numbers to the end so that just to be careful. And then they'll go, "Oh no, thank you for honoring us with all those S's and zeros, but it's actually FSSC 22,000, not the FSSSC 2 million." 22 million? Let's go with 10,000. No, that's less than what they have now. <laughs> What a stupid sidetrack of a thing to say. As Missouri says, Missouri exotic animal diets have been developed to offer the highest quality in exotic animal nutrition. Our formulas are researched and tested at zoos, universities, and breeding facilities. Everything we produce is 100% satisfaction guaranteed. If you're not satisfied with a Missouri diet, return it to the place of purchase for a refund. Not really sure how you would... I mean, if your pet starts puking, I guess, is a, is a good example. But I, I don't really know, I guess, uh, you know, it's how much could a bag cost? I bought a giant bag of ferret food. Um, to, what if he, if he, if he, you know, I don't even want to speak of it, knock on wood. If something really bad happens to him, then I get a refund? I always found that weird. With like, it's a, I'm not going to eat it. How would I? It's sort of an empty promise, isn't it, to make a refund on it? I guess something could have excessive, whatever, excessive sort of bowel movements and things of that. Um, great. Let's move on on the Missouri website. So I, I thought this company was just so cool. I'd never heard of it. And, and when people started to speak of it, when I started to look into it, it was, like, very respected. Um, let's, let's talk about uh, uh, some of the things you should know about them. They have a Richmond plant. 
It was built in 1942. Um, it was a tw- and they um, wait, hold on, I gotta understand this. Missouri Exotic Animal Nutrition is made locally in the United States, in the heart of the Midwest. Indiana, built in 1942, but we just said that the company was right since 1987 we've been doing things. So what does that really mean? Okay, the facility is responsible for producing not only Missouri Exotic Diet, but Lab Diet Purina. uh, No, Lab Diet. uh, Whatchamacallit, what's TR? Trademark. Uh, and, uh, and Purina, another copyright, trademark, whatever that, whatever that thing is. Wildlife, fish and food products. Um, I don't understand what this. I guess they maybe they bought a facility and then made it up uh, 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 into be something else. But I don't know. Does it really count as being built in 1942? I guess it does. It's, I don't know why I'm picking at straws. It's it's not clear. They've got a building. At some point, it was built. Possibly 1942, and then they started using it. Definitely after 1986, um, or maybe they were just using it to make food. And they go, "What should we do with pet food? Sell it to pets? That'll never work." That's not on their website. Let's be <laughs> just, just uh, uh, very, very, very clear there. Um, with 100 people working three shifts six days a week, they produce 75,000 tons of food per year. That's incredible. Just to give you an idea, imagine lifting a 10-pound weight. Now, imagine that, the number of times that it takes you to get to 75,000. That would be an interesting stat if I had done the math. But, whatever! (laughs) They do cool stuff. Um, Let me just say, there's one section on here with Missouri events. Don't really know what they are. You better bet this podcast is going to be at one of them. What month is it now? It's, It's May, right? They're in Virginia, they're in California, they're in Virginia again. Can't do those. We'll find one up north. Utah, is that near New Jersey? No. Hartford, Connecticut's so pretty in the fall. Um, the American Federation of Aviculture Convention. Oh, I want to be in that one. I think, I think I might have to go to that one. Oh, man. The ones I want to go to. Oh, uh, things I would want to go to uh, uh, on this list. There's a, Okay, top ten. Yeah, let's do this. We'll roll in the little uh, uh, Michael's top ten list here. Top ten events of Missouri that I want to go to. Number ten. Mopaka. On April 1st through 3rd. Don't know what it is. Not going to look it up. Just Mopaka. Right. Number nine. International Giraffe Conference. You better believe I want to go to International Giraffe Conference. Number eight. A lot of them are in April, I should let you know. It's where all the good ones are for some reason. ZNA, ninth annual NorCal Koi Show. I love Koi. I, we sort of did a cursory episode on Koi. We are going to do more about Koi. Koi are amazing. Um, <laughs> number seven. This may seem to be coming in pretty low on the list, you might think, but Alpaca Palooza. Definitely want to be at Alpacapalooza. You, uh, we're getting episodes out the wazoo for this one. Um, number six, Turtle Awareness Day, which I might celebrate. It's May 14th. Let's do something special for Turtle Awareness Day. I'm serious about that. Oh, man, we are just getting so many great ideas from this. Um, let's go uh, number five, Shark and Ray Conference. Yep. 
Number four, Southern Select Alpaca Show. I'm going to skip right to number one because I'm, I'm really burying the lead here. Uh, number one conference I want to go to of Missouri's is uh, Elephant Masters Association Conference in October, which I may actually have to go for, for to this show. We may have to do a whole episode. Oh, wait, in November, Edison, New Jersey. I'm right by there. Don't, don't guess where I live. Not Edison. Look me up at... One, 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 not Edison Drive, Edison, New Jersey. That's where I don't live. I, is that an address? Does anyone enjoy this? Um, but I don't know what they're about, but they, they have some great things here. And um, the last thing I want to do here is uh, about meet Dr. Troy. Um, oh, no, 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 wait. Dr. Troy was relatively interesting. No, 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 okay, yeah, it is Dr. Troy. Dr. Troy, is, they have their list of their sort of experts here. And Dr. Troy, is a, there's a picture of him here. Oh, like a pet in some sort of whale thing. I don't know what it is. They don't label it, so it's kind of concerning. <laughs> I guess people that go on this website are like, I know what that thing is. But for me, it's just he's playing with some mysterious whale animal. Um, Dr. Troy is one of their researchers there. He's studied a lot of different things, worked at SeaWorld. Oh, also, uh, uh, Missouri, subsidiary of Lando Lakes. Uh, so Lando Lakes owns Purina. So the butter people with the... I believe has a Native American Indian on the front, right? That's them. And this company. And I'm, I'm obliged to say for people who believe in conspiracy theories, like, isn't that scary? I don't really think it's scary. There's, you know, there's lots of people with money. Butter guys definitely know how to move food. So, uh, but weird, definitely weird. I now buy Lando Lakes butter. Don't really eat a lot of butter. So uh, this is the only way I can contribute to the Lando Lakes company. Because I really feel as, I don't know, uh, strange. Always strange to know who actually owns things. Um, but Dr. Troy, yada, yada, I'm really great. I get to work with big old whales, whatever. Um, but uh, I love this advice he gives at the end here. I find that many owners feel, oh, first of all, I don't like the word owners. But I don't really, I also, if you care about your pet and you're using the word owner, okay, good. I don't really care what you call yourself. You can call yourself Lord Ruler of Ferrets. I would, I would actually definitely, don't call yourself that. I would continue for that title. I am pretender to that crown. But um, uh, you, you know what I mean? Call yourself king of the dogs. I don't care as long as you care about your pet. But just want to point out, I'm going to read a quote that I say I like. And I, we've never really said owners on the show because uh, it has weird implications. Um, I find that many uh, will bracket it and say expletive. I find that many expletives feed their animals based on past experience. However, our knowledge of exotic animals is changing every day. So I urge people to do the research necessary to make sure they find the best nutritionally balanced diet for their animal. And uh, it's a great point. Uh, I was just talking to someone about this problem with, with animals. And that is, you know, I was telling them about, uh, 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 I was telling you all about the lizard thing. And the thing is, is that there's tradition we're learning more about medicine every day. There's, you know, it's, there's something about saying, well, I've had a dog for 20 years, and I've known how to raise dogs and dogs and dogs. Or I've had guinea pigs before. But we, you learn more about yourself, don't you? The medicines you took 10 years ago are completely different from the medicines you take now. Unless you're immortal. In which case, you probably only take Flintstones vitamins. Because you think they're funny. And don't... Now, let me say something about Flintstones vitamins. Not coming out for or against them. But people tried to pretend for years. Now, this was before, I want to tell maybe young listeners, this was before the era of gummy vitamins. When gummy vitamins came out when I was a young boy, uh, you know, growing into adulthood, 
and it was really a revolution. And they would pretend, they would, at the time, I'll give you this, Flintstones vitamins. Yes, they were fun vitamins for kids. They were definitely some of the best tasting medicines you could get out there. But let me just say, they weren't good. It's like, they tried to pretend like, this is, like, this is as good as candy. It wasn't. It was bad. Okay? It wasn't really good. So, uh, good vitamins, I'm happy kids, uh, kids are getting Flintstones, and I know that company does work giving vitamins to kids and, and stamping the vitamins into little shapes, but, which is the more important than getting kids vitamins, more important than giving children vitamins, and this is a joke, uh, is, is making sure you are very good at stamping things into funny shapes. But, I will say they weren't good. All I'm saying is, for young listeners, maybe you don't understand this whole history, our older listeners will know, we need to stop pretending like they were good. They weren't good. They don't even... They, Flintstones switch to gummies now so that kids don't know about it. It's a big cover-up. Not really. You can't say two conspiracy theory things. and You can't say it's scary that big companies own smaller ones and say that vitamins are a conspiracy in the same podcast because then people will think that's what you believe. Take vitamins. They're good for you. Fluoride is also good for you. I don't mind that big companies own smaller ones. Let's just be clear on all my stances on <laughs> conspiracy theories. But... Consider that. Consider that when I was a child, Flintstones vitamins were the tastiest option out there, and now you'd think I was crazy for saying to eat them. Um, so your health changes, your animal's health changes. Listen. Listen to people. Ask questions. You know, there's this... Uh, uh, the, the biggest story with small pets and exotic pets that we can ever tell, and we've done episodes. Go back and listen to some of our other fish episodes um, where I talk about betas and I talk about goldfish. You know, the goldfish has become, for small pet people, and the fish bowl, which I talk about explicitly on the episode where uh, I talk about where do beta fish come from, I talk about the fish bowl, it has become a symbol of stupidity in the world of pets. It's become a symbol of what not to do. It's, and so, just think, just ask questions. There was this assumption, oh, goldfish don't live long. Well, don't you think that's weird? Don't you think it's weird that your pet isn't living long? It's a shockingly high death rate. You know, like, like it was a thing for years that people would buy these goldfish, and there was responsibility on everyone's end. Like I'm talking about the junk food that they sell in pet stores. Do you know why they keep goldfish at pet stores? It's, uh, oh, uh, parents, this is a little bit like, uh, these are sensitive issues. Um, so tell the kids that you need to talk to Santa right now and tell them to cover their ears seriously for this next part. Uh, so they have goldfish at, you've been warned. They have, they've been warned. They have goldfish at pet stores because goldfish are food for bigger fish. And there was, there is a responsibility for these, for these pet store owners to say, don't buy the goldfish bowl. It doesn't work for that animal. What animal are you buying it for? There is a responsibility to, to, to stop stocking these junk foods because they're cheaper. There is a responsibility to uh, whatever the first thing I said was. So just be on, you know, be, be on your side. Look stuff up. Ask questions. Always bother. It feels silly to bother people about things. No one likes asking for medical advice. I think I know that better than anyone. We all feel stupid and weak and like we're being silly and over-worrying. But ask. Go ahead and ask. The worst that happens is someone calls you a worrywart. Until someone calls you a worrywart, don't, okay, don't worry about being a worrywart. Okay, be, uh, don't be a worrywart at all. Okay, this is, a, I've set you in a confusing trap here because I'm saying don't worry about 
you worrying too much, whew, you're going to have to thread this needle on your own. So uh, that is it for today. Um, steak is sleeping. He does get a, shh, be quiet. He does get a midnight snack. People are like, or right before I go to bed, he gets a snack so that he's not crazy. But he can't know that he, because then he just waits really patiently by where the food is, waiting for me to, to, to give him food. He thinks that if he just acts like, oh, it's breakfast time, like I'm a diner. Hi, I'm here for f It's ridiculous. Ridiculous animal. Okay, everyone. Enjoy. See you at Alpaca Palooza. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone.